0: Welcome to Michelle Donatian and Ministries, where Jesus is everything. Welcome to the Sunday morning meeting. This is the Sunday, February 9th, 2020 edition. And I hope and pray that you are excited, just as excited as I am. You're going to join us in just a few moments here where we begin with worship. And uh, then we're going to go right into the Word of God. And today I'm preaching about the Lord God, and how He is a mighty God, and He's faithful. He's wonderful. He's a good God, and I want to encourage you that God loves you, and He'll never leave or forsake you. So you can join us. It's going to actually be—it's kind of separated into two parts. We ran out of time on the first first uh, podcast, the first recording, so it's two. It's it's a little bit longer, and you might hear me stop, and then you hear the beginning again, but. You can also listen to it, um, or or, excuse me, you can also watch it on my YouTube channel, Michelle Donatian Ministries, or you can go to my Facebook page and the video is going to be posted there with a link taking you right back to YouTube. So may God be with you, God bless you, and share it with someone. Until the next time, I love you. Lord God, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for your protection, Lord God. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord God, for your guidance. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your love. Thank you for holding on to me, Lord. Thank you for never letting us go. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a God who
1: always says what he means and means what he says. Thank you, Lord God, for being so mighty that you are not a man that you should lie. We love you, Lord. Hmm love you, love forever you. Kura, kura, mato mato, sutia, rotevi ra mato, kura, kura, di sandi, kiri, bideki, kura, mato, bideki, mato, kura, 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 kura, mato, Ramada and the I'm such a mighty God, you're such a mighty God, Lord. We love you and we glorify your precious name.
0: We give you glory you and honor. You we give you praise. We, we glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Glory. We, we glorify you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your
0: precious name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: you, Jesus. Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord 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 Jesus. Y a la ronda como da patasada. Y a la ronda como da patasudia. O que viene de vida como da suerte. Be the key Oh um.
0: God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your holy and your mighty. We give you all the glory and all the praise, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, as we come before you today, we ask you, Lord God, to move in the hearts of the people, Lord God. I ask you to move in the hearts of every single person, Lord God. Open up their eyes. Open up their ears that they may hear what you have to say. Hallelujah. Fill us afresh again with your Holy Spirit. We give this time over to you, in Jesus' precious name. We thank you, and all God's people said, "Amen, Amen. Hallelujah, Hallelujah." Well, you may be the person you may be listening in on the uh, on the podcast, and we're getting ready to start with uh, the. Uh, Playing the video or recording the video, so um, just bear with us for a moment as we switch over. And uh, you all have had the pleasure, or or we've had the pleasure of worshiping with you today. So I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're going to, Hallelujah. We'll stop for just now, we'll just go on. Here we are. Okay. Okay, did that wrong. And there we are. Well, hello and welcome. I'm so excited about what God is doing today. For those of you who are just joining us on the podcast, we are going to be um, we are, this is the Sunday morning meeting. And for some of you who have not who are just joining us on the video, um we've been worshiping with those on the podcast. So if you ever want to join us for worship, there are times when um, the Lord will lead me to um, include the podcast in on worship. So you can always go there at anchor.fm. But I'm so excited for you today. The Lord has given me a wonderful message to share with you. And I just am so excited that you are here with me today. I want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you in Jesus Christ. I pray that you have been looking to heaven to see how to live your life and to see what God has been doing in your life and not looking at your problems. You know that old saying don't show your problem, don't show God how big your problems are, but show your your problems how big your god is because god is faithful and i just want to make sure i uh, adjust this because i don't want it to be so close like the last time i had it way too close that video there we are i think that's better i think that's a comfortable distance well What we are going to do is we are going to get started um, in prayer Um, and before we do I'm just going to explain the way we're going to do this here today uh, every week. I invite you and you join us for a Sunday morning service, a Sunday morning meeting. There are, I have a podcast that is recording this as well. For those of you who don't want to watch it on video, you can just listen to it. And the podcast is played on anchor.fm, so you can always go there. If you do not have, um, if you don't go to anchor.fm, you can always find us by going under Michelle and Ministries, where any podcast is played. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also download the Anchor app. But we are going to get started. Um, the Lord is mighty. I just want to encourage you today. My message today is God is good. We serve a good God, a mighty, mighty God, and He is faithful. He is so faithful. He's so faithful. When I read his word, if you read his word, you'll see just how amazing he is. He's always delivering on his promises. Whatever he says, he will do. He said it in his word. He's not a man that he should lie. And why do we say that? Because men are human. Men, not just men, of course, men and women, but he's not a human being that he should lie. He is perfect, he is God, he will never lie. That means you can bank on everything he says. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Whatever he said will happen. So I wanna just encourage you here today Encourage you that God is so faithful you can count on what He has to say. He is so faithful that He will never leave you or forsake you. He is so faithful that whatever He thinks in His heart about you is true. He's so faithful that you don't have to worry about anything when you are living in Jesus Christ because He sent His Son, Jesus Christ to come to the earth as a son to die on the cross, that you and I would have forgiveness of our sins and that we would have an eternity starting when we repented from our sins. Not waiting and not until heaven, but starting as soon as you repented of your sins. Your eternity began. Can you imagine what that... can, Can you just imagine? Your eternity began the day you said jesus come live inside of me that was the plan it's exciting because you don't have to be depressed and stressed and out and worried and all of these things you can walk in victory in Jesus Christ. And what does it mean to walk in victory? Well, we're going to talk about that today, friends. Let me tell you something. You are going to be so encouraged because I want you to understand this is what the Lord gave me. He wants you to know just how much he loves you. He wants you to know just how much he has you in his hand. He wants you to be encouraged So let's start right now with the book of Joshua, okay? Joshua chapter 1. You probably know it already, and if you don't, just turn with me, friends, to Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. And before we actually begin, I'm going to pray with you, all right? Let's go before the Lord in prayer and lift up your hands to receive what the Lord God has for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person that's here today, Lord God. I ask you in the name of Jesus that you will fill them afresh with your Holy Spirit, fill each one afresh with your Holy Spirit. Lord God, give them a repentant heart that they may see what you have to say about their heart, that they may repent quickly like David did and walk in your fullness. Lord God, we will give you all the praise and all the glory. Lord God, as we go today, may this word, Father God, be a word that glorifies you. Help me preach your word in the name of Jesus. Touch the hearts of the people. And we thank you in Jesus' name and in all God's people said, amen. So turn with me to the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. And let me tell you something, I'm so excited. You are going to walk away from here without a doubt knowing that the Lord God loves you. And you have something to be encouraged about because God is faithful. So here's where we go. We know know the book of Joshua. Joshua starts uh, where Moses died and God appointed Joshua as his successor. So Moses just went up into the mountain. God said, okay, look, you know, it's time for you to die which just amazes me in and of itself. It said Moses was 120 years old. He wasn't going blind. He wasn't unhealthy. His body was perfectly fine. He had been leading the children of Israel for 40 years. He started at the age of 80 and it was just time for him to die. That's all. God didn't, he wasn't old, like feeling old. He wasn't having a hard time. The Lord said, and it's in there, He just said, It's time for you to die. Climb up into this mountain now, and it's time for you to die. And after he appointed Joshua, because God called Joshua, Moses called, Moses appointed who God appointed. Moses laid hands on Joshua because he was the one God had chosen. So then Moses went into the mountains, it says. God showed him the promised land spoke to him and then he died. And it says, God buried him. And today they say, until this day, the Bible says, we don't know where his sepulcher is. So God is faithful. You see, he was faithful to show Moses the promised land, to show him the promised land. And then to have a successor. Now I'm going to tell you something. Joshua was something else. Okay. When I think of Joshua, I think this man was a warrior. I mean, I'm going to tell you something. God knew exactly what he was doing when he appointed Joshua. I was amazed. You ever hear people just say, like, I, know, I can't even say those words, but I mean like Joshua, he did some crazy things for the Lord, and I don't mean crazy bad, I mean crazy good. God delivered the the kingdom, so many kingdoms, into his hands. I'm telling you, when you hear what God did like stories of war where the Lord said, all right, don't be afraid, Joshua, I've got this, okay? He didn't say, I've got this in so many words, but he basically said, I've got this. God has got you in the palm of his hands. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you think you've made a mistake, if you are walking in Jesus Christ, then you have the same God that you're about to hear and read about here today, on your side. And if God is for you, who can be against you? And that's what the word says. Let me tell you something. I want you to go to the book of Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And I want you to read this. And I want you to read this out loud with me, okay? This is really important. Read this out loud of me with me, okay? And we'll, we'll do it at the count of 3. Okay, wait a minute. Let me give you a second. You have the book, you there? All right, let's go there now. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Now he says, have not I commanded thee. It's a commandment that he gave to Joshua. It's a commandment. Why would God command that you be strong and of good courage? Well, if you've lived this life a few years like any of us have, then you understand that we need to be strong and of good courage. We need that. We need that. That's an important part of living the Christian life. You can't live the Christian life without being strong and of good courage. Because if you allow God to use you, he will use you for great and mighty things, for his glory. Remember I taught to you last week that when we surrender to God, it is this. When the Lord's will and our will meet... And we surrender our will. It's when the Lord's will and our will meet and we surrender our will, okay? We don't say, oh, Jesus, I have this plan. No, 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 no. I want to do this thing. Excuse me here as I scratch my eye. Sorry. We don't say, no, 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 no. Jesus, I have this plan that I decided I want to do. If we do that, we're not surrendered to Jesus. But you see, when we surrender to him, he will fight for us. He will do great and mighty things through us, not so that we will get the glory, but so that he will get the glory and others might believe. So that through your life, God will move. Those people will then come to know the Lord Jesus Christ and the process will continue. He has called us to preach the gospel to preach the gospel around the world to every living soul. He's called us to do it. Why? Because he loves us. Because he's a good God. He's not a God who is not faithful. He's not a God like all the false gods out there who are stone and can't hear and who are made of wood and can't see and can't talk. And remember when Elijah was um, was uh, did the, uh, it's not a, well, I say it was a competition, but It's not really, it wasn't a competition, but it really kind of was a competition where he went and he said, okay, all you Baal worshipers, okay, you say your God is better than than the real God, the true holy God, all right, let's do this thing. I say it was a competition and we know God won. So God, so the, so, so, so Elijah, he goes and he says, okay, let's build this altar. They put all these, all this wood, all these sticks, then he douses it in water. And if you, if, and then he says, basically, you know, just in case, let's put some more water on it. Okay. And then he says, he calls on the Lord God and the Lord God has fire come down from heaven right there all this wood that not, could not have burned at all, the Lord God has fire come down on the altar. Boom, boom, boom. Now, then he says to the Baal worshippers, all right, now you guys go ahead. You know, call down your God. Call down, and then what happens is God wins, okay? God wins, because why? Because the real God is the only true God. And while they were trying to, you know, they were cutting themselves and they were calling out on God and he said, what's wrong? Is he sleeping? Maybe he can't hear you. What's happened? What's going on up there? And I think about that. And that's a competition to me. Okay. That was a straight up competition. Why? Because God won. Elijah wanted to prove who God was and how powerful he was. He's so powerful. And he wasn't just was powerful. He is powerful. Okay. He's mighty. He's glorious. He's glorious. God is faithful. He's so faithful. He's so faithful. I just, I'm amazed, okay? I'm amazed at the things that God has done. All right, let me see here because I wasn't planning to go here, but let me see if I can find this in scripture because I want you to see this. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see here. Not sure if, hopefully, I can find this right here. It's in the book of Kings. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, so. All right. Okay. So we have a couple of different places here, but this is one of my particular favorites. Okay. One of my. And I, I'm laughing because there's just so many places, but uh, I, 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 I want to show the first one. Okay, this is the first one. This is the book of 2 Kings. All right, this is one of my favorites. And this is when Elijah, Elijah, the man of God, if you're familiar with the scripture, it's what he says, if I be a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and consume you. And it does. All right. So we're going to go to the book of 2 Kings chapter 1. All right. 2 Kings chapter 1. Okay. And no, no, no let's go to, let's start to with three. All right. So it says, but the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria. You see, um, the king had just called, uh, 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 said he was going to go and inquire um, of Beelzebub. Um, and so the Lord God told Elijah the Tishbite, uh, I'll start it two. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go inquire of Beelzebub, the king of Ekron, whether I should, or excuse me, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. First mistake. He called on a false god. God that can't see, can't hear, can't do anything. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto them, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that ye go to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back unto him, he said unto them, Why are ye now turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us, and said unto us, Go turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but shalt surely die. Now watch his response. Because even he who was inquiring of a false god knew how faithful God was. Watch what he says. And he said unto them, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, he was an hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, it is Elijah the Tisprite. Then the king sent up, sent unto him a captain of 50 with his 50. So now the king's mad. Okay, he's mad. All right. We're going to just talk here. We're going to talk about this the way we would normally talk about this. He's mad. Okay. And he went up to him and behold, he sat on the top of an hill. Elijah was bold, okay? He sat on the top of a hill. Elijah's just hanging out, chilling out, just sitting on the top of a hill. And he spake unto him, thou man of God, the king hath said, come down. And you know what happened. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50. Now 50 men just came to get you. Just think about this. 50 men just came to get you. And you're gonna sit up on the top of the hill and you're going to say something down to them and this is what you say this is what Elijah the man of God says because he knew who God was in his life okay you know i'm making light as i'm making you know talking about this but this is true this is what happened this is serious this is amazing and elijah said answered and said to the captain of 50 to this man who has 50 men who could take him out if I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, I, mixed, I I just stopped for a second. I skipped a spot. Okay, let me go back. Ten. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, if I be a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. Guess what? And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him in his fifty. See, the king was mad. The king was angry. We don't know what was gonna happen, but Elijah had wisdom. And he was like, I'm not going down there. I'm not going, you I'm not going down. The king doesn't like me anyway, because he said, Oh, oh, it's Elijah. I know who that is. He he was he had wisdom. Okay, then we're gonna go on again. Also, he sent unto him another captain of 50 with his 50. So this is the king. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God. They even call him a man of God. They even know. Thus hath the king said, come down quickly. They're getting bold, aren't they? They're getting a little bold. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Now, I'm going to stop there because you know the story. The fire came down from heaven. Then the last man said, please don't. I know what you've done. I know what God has done. He's, he's consumed the last one and the last one. Please don't let the, please, please, please don't do this to me. Don't consume me. Don't let fire come down from heaven and consume me. And then, of course, then you know the Lord tells him, be not afraid and go down. So this is what he does. See, God was faithful, okay? This is what I'm saying to you, okay? God is faithful, all right? Now, then we also go on, all right? And we go on and we talk about how God always does what he says he's going to do, okay? God always says what he sa- does, what he says he's going to do. I'm just looking to see if I can find this one in particular because I just want to share this with you. But I think I'm in the wrong section here. Let me see. And it's okay if not because you can see it yourself. But, okay. Let me see here. Hold on one
1: second.
0: Uh, All right. Well, it's okay. Ah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here we go. All right. Here we go. All right. So, now this is the one. This is one of my favorites. And why is it my favorite? It's because, you know, God is so faithful. God is so faithful, and I want you to walk away from here encouraged, okay? I want you to walk away from here encouraged. So we're going to go to the book of 2 Kings chapter 3, all right? Now, forgive me, I wasn't planning to share this with you, but this is just, the Lord has just laid this in my spirit to share with you. So it says, so in 2 Kings chapter 3, now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria, the 18th year of Josaphat. Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned twelve years. And he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and like his mother, for he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And Misha, king of Moab, was a sheepmaster, and rendered unto the king of Israel an hundred thousand lambs and an hundred thousand rams with the wool. But it came to pass, when Ahab was dead, that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. And king Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time, and numbered all Israel. And he went, and sent to Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And he said, which way shall we go up? And he answered, the way, excuse me, through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. And there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Mm. But Josephat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered him and said, Here is Elijah the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. So this is Elisha, okay? And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Now here we go. Now listen. Now this is going to tell you that these kings get upset. They get mad. So, So here we go. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee but now bring me a minstrel and it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him so he was about to prophesy the hand of the Lord came upon him he always needed a minstrel he needed music that's how the Lord operated through him and here we go it's about to get it's about to get crazy up in this place and he said thus saith the Lord Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not see winds, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand, And ye shall smite every fenced city, and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree, and stop all wells of water, and mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass in the morning, when the meat offering was offered, that, behold, there came water by the way of Edom, and the country was filled with water. And when all the Moabites heard that the kings were come up to fight against them, they gathered all that were able to put on armor and upward and stood in the border. And they rose up early in the morning, and the sun shone upon the water. And the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood, and they said, This is blood! The kings are surely slain, and they have smitten one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. And when they came to the camp of Israel, the Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites, so that they fled before them. But they went forth, smiting the Moabites, even in their country. And they beat down the cities, and, every, and on every good piece of land, cast every man his stone and filled it. And they stopped all the wells of water and felled all the good trees. Only in Harshath. Here, Harashath, left they the stones thereof, howbeit the slingers went about it and smote it. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, he took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. Then he took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. And there was great indignation against Israel. And they departed from him and returned to their own land. Now, I want you to look about, think about this stuff. Okay. I want you to think about these things and I want you to think about what God has done. Okay. God is always faithful. He's faithful. Okay. He will never, ever not do what he said he would do. Okay. He would never, ever, ever stop. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. What would you do if you heard the Lord of God say, this is going to happen? Would you believe it? Or would you not have faith to believe it? Okay? I'm looking through here because I just want to share with you about God's faithfulness. Okay? About God's faithfulness. And there's so much. There's so much. Oh my gosh. Let's see here if I can share another scripture with you. And let's see. Let's see here. Ah. Uh, I I. Uh. Okay. Now I'm not going to show this. I'm not going to share this one with you, but you see it's just so wonderful. Ah, here we go. This is my one that I was looking for right here. This is 2 Kings. okay? We're in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 10. Here we go. All right. And Jehu gathered all the people, we're in verse 18, together, and said unto them, Ahab served Baal a little, but Jehu shall serve him much. Now therefore call unto me all the prophets of Baal all his servants, and all his priests, and let none be wanting. For I have a great sacrifice to do to Baal. Whosoever shall be wanting, he shall not live. But Jehu did it in subtlety, to the intent that he might destroy the worshippers of Baal. And Jehu said, Proclaim a solemn assembly for Baal. And they proclaimed it. And Jehu sent through all Israel, and all the worshippers of Baal came, so that, not, so that there was not a man left that came not. And they came into the house of Baal, and the house of Baal was full from one end to another. And he said unto him that was over the vestry, Bring forth vestments for all the worshippers of Baal. And he brought them forth vestments. And Jehu went, and Jehonadab, the son of Rechab, into the house of Baal, and said unto the worshippers of Baal, Search, and look that there be here with you none of the servants of the Lord, but the worshippers of Baal only. And when he, when they went in to offer sacrifices <clears throat> excuse me, and burn offerings, Jehu appointed fourscore men without and said, If any of the men whom I have brought into your hands escape, he that letteth him go, his life shall be for the life of him. And it came to pass, as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, that Jehu said to the guard and to the captains, Go in and slay them. Let none come forth. And they smote them with the edge of the sword, And the guard and the captains cast them out and went to the city of the house of Baal. And they brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them. And they break down the image of Baal and break down the house of Baal and made it a draught house unto this day. Now, when we talk about the word of God, okay, we understand how amazing he is. We understand how amazing he is, but... We've got to stop now. We're going into part two. We're going into part two. This is the place where we always stop. So I want you to come and come back with me at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to listen to the second half of what God is going to do in your life. The second half of how good the God is that we serve. We're also going to... um, Look at a couple of other scriptures that are going to really encourage you. So don't forget, come back. We'll see you soon. All right. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, all we did was stop the recording and we're moving on to the second half. Now I'm going to take you to Joshua. Okay. For those of you who just tuned in again, we're talking about God. And how we serve a good God who loves us and he's mighty and he will always deliver you out of the hand of the enemy. If you serve God, God is faithful. We started in the book of Joshua where it said, Joshua 1.9, and he said, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Okay, now, Joshua Joshua is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? He's strong and of good courage because the Lord commanded him and he understands how important it is. All right. Now I want to read to you a couple of different scriptures here. Okay. One place we're going to talk about how God told Joshua to take the people to the promised land. Okay. And as he goes over to the promised land, first of all, we're going to go to the book of Joshua chapter 3. All right. Job Joshua chapter 3. And it says, well, we're going to start at 2 verse 24. And they said unto Joshua, Surely the, truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Now, what you missed, and you can go back and read this, is that Joshua? The Lord told Joshua to send spies into the land. Joshua spent spies, sent spies into the land of Jericho, and when they went into the land of Jericho, the people of Jericho had already heard about how mighty God was, and they were afraid. It says their hearts did melt. Rahab, who was the harlot, she saved the two spies because the king of of Uh, Jericho had heard that there were two spies that came into the land and he wanted to go after them and he wanted to kill them. And so Rahab, she kept them, she hid them and she made them promise. I want you to give me your word that now that I'm hiding you, that you will save my family and save me. You'll have mercy on me because we know our hearts have melted. We know that your God is going to kill us. We know this. And so they made the promise. So we're going to start with three, verse one. And Joshua rose early in the morning. Joshua had already gotten the deli- gotten the plan from the Lord God. And they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, Jordan the river. And he and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people saying, When ye seek the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two hundred cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Wait a minute, how does he know? Because the Lord told him. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying... Okay, let me just stop right there. Joshua trusted God. You can trust God. And Joshua spake unto the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant, and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua... This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. God is a God, and he says what he means, and he means what he says, and he is truth. Truth is God. That's the originator of truth. He is, God is truth. So whatever he says, you can trust, and Joseph, Joshua trusted him, and here's where we go. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites. Because remember, he promised that this is what he was going to do, and he's not a god that he should a man that he should lie. He is God. He will always do what he says he wants. Says what he's going to do, always in your life, my life, wherever whoever he's speaking to, he will always do what he said he's going to do. And uh, so he will not. He will without he will without fail drive out from you before the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the, Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Aborites, and the Jebusites. Now, I'm going to just wait for a second. I'm going to stop the podcast recording. Just one moment here. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon in heat. Did you catch that? That means that as they're going through the Jordan, the waters just split. Just like in the Red Sea. You see, God is mighty. The waters just split. So they could go through and take the land. The water's just split. God said it and that's what happened. Now, now you got to understand this. You got to hear this. Verse 14. And it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan and the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people. Now, I want you to notice that once the priests, the appointed ones touched the water, this is what happened. Okay? They were holding the ark of the covenant. And as they bear the ark were and as they, they that they bear the ark, sorry, were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped into the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all his banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon an heap very far from the city Adam that is beside Zaratan, And those that came down toward the Sea of the Plain, even the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed over right against Jericho. Wait a minute. So what I'm saying here is that God said, I'm going to deliver Jericho into your hands. This is what I want you to do. Not only did he deliver Jericho into their hands, but he created the plan. So they're going through the sea, and he makes it possible to go through the water. I mean, who would think that the waters would stop flowing so you could go through? Because this is something I thought about as I read this. Now, I don't know, obviously, the king of Jericho. But I'm guessing, like many, many kings, that they built their cities near water so that it was a protective border. Because who can get through the water, right? Who can make the water stop flowing except God? Now, they're not thinking God's gonna do this. They're wicked. Well, how could they imagine what God would do? But God did it, but God did it. And as you read the rest, God delivers them, delivers Jericho into the hands of Joshua. And the children of Israel. It says, And the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. All right. Now I want to go over here to, let's see here. To, we're going to go over to the end of when this is all over. You know the story. And actually, I can just stop right there. You know the story. God told uh, Joshua, for uh, for these number of days, you're going to go one time around the whole city. Now, can you imagine what the people of Jericho thought? They probably thought these guys were nuts, and they're going around. And he even is very specific, and he says, you know, you're not going to say or make any noise until I tell you. And this is all according to God's plan. God is so faithful okay he's so faithful and then he says right here in verse 5 chapter 5 excuse me and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorites which were on the side of Jordan westward and all the kings of Cana, of the Canaanites which were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over that their heart melted neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel okay now we're going to go on, and the Lord had circumcised the nation, okay? He circumcised them at this point because all the men who had been in the nation before, when they came out of Egypt, they had all died because of their wickedness, they died in the wilderness. Now these were the children of these men, and God wanted them to be circumcised. So they were circumcised, okay? So then verse 13 it says. And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes, and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him, and said unto him, Art thou for us, or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? and the captain of the lord's host said unto joshua loose thy shoe from off thy foot for the place wherein thou standest is holy and joshua did so did so now jericho was straitly shut up because of the children of israel none went out and none came in meaning they were surrounded they were surrounded and the Lord said unto Joshua, see, okay, this is the this is this is this is where you not, this is where you really need to listen here. You really have to get this. God loves you and I so much that just like he says in his words, he's not, he's no respecter of persons. Now remember that. He says it in scripture, he's no respecter of persons. So if he will do this for Joshua, he will do this for you. Let me repeat it. God said he no respecter of persons. If he will do this for Joshua, he will do this for you. Does that mean he's going to deliver Jericho into your hands? No, but he's going to deliver a situation into your hands. He's going to fight the battle for you. He's going to tell you exactly what to do. You're going to do it, and you're going to, become, you're going to come out victorious. And it's not going to be for your glory. It's going to be for God's glory because that is the whole purpose of what he's done through your life up till now and moving on. And that's what is the purpose of him moving in Joshua's life is for the glory so that he would get the glory. And why? So that others may see how good he is and come to know him. See, God loves you and I, but I'm going to just go on right here because you've got to hear this. Okay. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thou shalt thou do so six days. Specifics. Okay? Specific. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. let me let me just break this no, I can't even say that yet and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets now. Seven, 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 seven. The Lord God is mighty. This number seven, remember i taught you before that God does not mince words. Every word that he said has a purpose and has a reason. The number seven is here because this is a mighty number, okay? Anytime you see the number seven, you know the Lord God is in it. And the seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of rams' horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times and the priest shall bow, blow with the trumpets and it shall come to pass when, that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when they hear the sound of the trumpet all the people shall shout with a great shout. Now I'm going to go back here for a second. In verse 3 it says and ye shall compass the city all ye men of war and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. So six represents the number of man. This was in their strength. Thus shalt thou do six days. Then we go to the number seven. And here we are. But all of this was necessary. Every last bit of it was necessary. And the wall, okay, here we go. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, that's verse five, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. <sighs> now, if you have never read this, this this scripture, then you don't know what happened. But if you've read it, then you know God delivered the hands, delivered all of Jericho except for Rahab and her family into the hands of Joshua and the children of Israel. Why is that so important? It's so important because whatever God says he'll do, and you know he's faithful, you can trust him. You can trust his word. He's a good God. He's a mighty God, and he loves you, and he loves me. And how else can you see this? Let's continue. And here's what you're going to see. Let's go into Ephesians chapter 1. All right, I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm excited because the Lord is so faithful. And every time you see his faithfulness, now here's something that's going to get you right here. Every time you see his faithfulness exhibited in your life, it makes you, cho- makes you be strong and of good courage. You see, because God will build upon all of the victories that he has had And he will always have. He will build upon that, but he will show it to you. So you'll see it and you will what? Be strong and of good and of a good courage. Because he wants you to have the victory. Because he wants to show his glory through your life. And he wants to use you to glorify the kingdom of God. That other people might see the light that shines within you, which is Jesus Christ. So that they may see God's goodness and that it may glorify our Father in heaven. You know that scripture. Jesus Christ came so that we would have life and live it more abundantly. Now, today, on this earth. See, there are so many people here on this earth. Wait, let me just go right here. I'm going to just go right here and then I'm going to tell you about it. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 9. And this is what the Lord says, okay? This is what Paul wrote. Paul said this, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he which He hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, And which are on earth, even in him. All right. Now, the Lord God is so mighty. Okay. Now, I'm going to take you another place right here. Okay. See, the Lord God wants us to understand exactly what he wants for our lives. I'm going to read this again. Having made note unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Now I'm going to take you over, okay, because this is what God says about us. Now I'm going to take you over here, in verse, starting at verse 17. And in verse 17... I'm going to start at verse 15. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. So this is where he says he's, he doesn't stop giving thanks. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, why would Paul pray this? Because the Holy Spirit put this in his heart. Because the Holy Spirit did so that we would be encouraged, that the people would be encouraged. He's writing to the Ephesians. He's writing to the church and the church in Ephesus so that they may be encouraged. Why? Because God is a good God. He wants us to be encouraged. There we are with that word again, encouraged. Be strong, be strong and of a good courage. Be encouraged. God wants us to be encouraged and he wants you to know who he is and who he is is your rock. He's your rock. I'm gonna tell you the story and you've read it before in scripture and this is where Jesus is the rock. Where Jesus says, there was a man and he built his house on the rock and the rock is Jesus Christ. And the wind blew and the storms came and the rain came and the house, because it was built on the rock, did not move. It was stable. But then the house that was not built on the rock, the house that was built on the sand, When the rain came and all the bad things happened, that house fell. What is that talking about? It's talking about you and I. When we stand on the rock, it means that we hold on to the things of God, that we trust that God said what he meant, and he meant what he said, and we can hold on to that, and we can trust that he is not a man that he should lie, just like Joshua did when God said, do this, do this, do this. Joshua did that, did that, did that, and guess what happened? That, that, and that, just what, Joshua, just what God said to him, and it's the same for you and I in our lives. It's the same for you and I in our lives. Sometimes I will hear the Holy Spirit tell me something and I can't understand it. I don't understand it. And then I, then I understand it. I mean down to simple things. Simple things like I'm thinking I'm going to buy this so-and-so at the grocery store. And the Holy Spirit will say don't. Or let me use another example. I've gone to restaurants. I, loved, I love food. I, like, I, I should say I don't love food. I like to go out to eat. I enjoy eating food. And I enjoy good food. And there are restaurants that have been my favorite that I'll walk in and just one day all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will show me. And I'm looking through spiritual eyes that the restaurant is dirty. Okay? Now, you might think to yourself, ah, what's the big deal? Well, here's the big deal. When I walk into the restaurant, the restaurant that maybe I've gone to for a lot of times, many, many times, or maybe it's the first time I've gone, and I see, suddenly I see spiritual eyes. And I... and. And I used to think, why would God show me this? Honestly, I would think that, why would, this can't be the Lord, this has gotta be just me, I'm just, I'm crazy, I'm just, you know, I'm thinking things that I don't need to be thinking, just forget about it, it's, it's, it's a meal, it's lunch, Michelle, relax, and then you go, I've gone, and then I've said, you know what? No, I'm not gonna eat here, I just, in my spirit, I don't think I should eat here. Why would you think in your spirit you shouldn't eat here? Months later, I come back and I see a report. The place was closed down because there were cockroaches all over the place. The place was dirty. The place was filthy. There was food being served that was, uh, you know, spoiled. And and then I start to get it. I understand it. God loves me and he loves you. That matters. I could get sick from that. Vermin and cockroaches and, you know, mouses and mice, excuse me. I mean, like... These are some of the things that I've seen in some of these restaurants that the Lord has shown me were dirty. I really thought I was crazy about this. I really thought it's just lunch. Relax, girl, relax. I really thought that, but no. God knew and he was faithful. See, it's it's things that we might think are simple, but God loves you and I so much. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you need to go walking around every restaurant and looking for and and asking the Lord, you know, is this place clean? Is this place dirty? I'm I'm using it as an example to to share with you because just like God delivered, you know, um, so many kingdoms into Joshua's hands. If you read in the book of Joshua, you will be amazed at how many kingdoms they just obliterated at the hand of God, they obliterated them because God said those, those. And the reason he said that he did it was he said, because those nations were wicked, he said, it's not because of you, it's because the nations were wicked. That's why I'm delivering them into your hand. That blew me away. I'm going to tell you something because God is faithful. And how do I say he's faithful in that sentence? Because God said that he will also reward the wicked for what they've done. He will reward the faithful and the wicked. He will reward the righteous and the wicked for what they've done. So, let's continue on. Then in the next verse here, I'm going back to Ephesians verse 1. We were we read we were 15, 17. We're going to read 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of his calling. That, excuse me, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance is. In the saints. God wants you to know that he loves you today and he's not going to forget you. He hasn't forget you. My heavens, he knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many gray ones I have or silver, whichever one you want to call them. He knows how many are on my head. He knows how many are on your head. He knows how many are on your head. And, and why is that important? Because Think about this, I picture, I, I think about this. I remember my little daughter when she was a baby. Maybe I'll use my niece as an example. I don't want to embarrass my daughter. My my little baby niece. When she was a little, little baby, I would hold her in my arms because I would take care of her over the weekends. And sometimes during the weekend, I would hold her precious little baby. They all are, aren't they? And I would hold her in my arms and I would just touch her hair. Just touch her little hair, you know, because every baby's hair is little. Everything on a baby is little. Their little feet, their little hair, their little stomach. You know that. Okay. So anyway, I would touch her little hair. Now, I think about how I just adored her down to even just her little hair. And and I'm going to keep saying her little hair because that's all I can say about little babies. But I adored her. I still do, but I adored her. And literally, I would just look at her and just rub her little hair or her little hand, or her little foot, or her little chumpy little stomach. Now, if I loved my niece like that, and I loved my daughter like that, and I love whoever, whatever little babies the Lord has put in my heart like that, don't you think God loves you even more than that? He is love. The Bible says it. God is love. So that love that was in my heart, that's in my heart, came from God. So if if, I love that much. Don't you think he loves you even more? I just want you to be encouraged. God is not going to forget you. He knows you. He knew who you were. He called you before even the angels were created. He called you before the foundations of the earth. He knew exactly who you were and who he called you to be before you were even in your mother's stomach. I mean, he loves you. And I'm going to go to, and we're going to close here soon. I'm going to take you to the book of John. I want you to come with me to the book of John. All right? And we're going to go to the book of John. All right? And we're in the book of John, and we're going to chapter 11. Okay? So turn with me there. And this is where Jesus brings Lazarus back back from the dead. Okay? Now, this scripture is very important. Okay? But I'm going to begin reading now. We're going to go to chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. Okay. Chapter 11, verse 1. I'm sorry. So, John, chapter 11, verse 1. And it says, Now, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed, it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Okay, now when jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of god that the son of god might be glorified thereby now jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus right there jesus loved martha and her sister and lazarus when he had heard therefore that he was sick he abode two days still in the same place where he was now Okay, I'm going to go on. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, let us go into Judea again. His disciples saying to him, master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee and goest thou thither again. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he humbleth, he stumbleth not because he seeth the light of his, this world. But if a man walk in the light, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. All right, now, he waited t- how many days? Go back two days, okay? He waited two days before he decided to go. Not only did he decide to go two days later, but the fact that the Jews were looking to kill him, to stone him, He still went. It says it plain and clear. Jesus loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves us. Okay? So then he goes. He goes. But the reason that I share this with you is because, you see, God has a plan for you. Maybe right now you've been saying to yourself, you know, I feel like God left me. Okay? I feel like the Lord God is gone always say this anytime you start saying I feel like you're in your emotions and I feel like is not true I feel like the beginning of that sentence is so wrong anytime I've heard someone say I feel like there's not truth there's no solid truth they're not I don't think they're trying to lie or trying to but they're expressing their feelings and we know our feelings have often lied to us, right? Our feelings say, if somebody says something mean to you, mean to you, go back and cuss them out. That's what our feelings might say. Maybe you're still there. Or our feelings say, if somebody cuts you off in traffic, that you need to honk your horn and tell them, give them a piece of your mind. That's what your feelings could be saying. But that's not what the truth of God is, and that's not what He wants us to do. That's not what he wants for us. So when I hear someone say, I feel like my antennas are up already. I'm already boing. I'm already listening. Because when we are in our emotion, we are not looking at things clearly. Okay? God gave us this word that we may see the truth because the truth is going to set you free. The truth is going to set you free. When you start saying, I, mean, I feel like, and you feel like God left you, well, how can that be true if God said he'll never leave you or forsake you? You see, that's a lie from the pit of hell. And the enemy wants to get you wrapped up in your emotions, so wrapped up in your emotions that you can't look to God. That's what he wants. He wants you thinking about how you feel about everything. I'm not saying ignore that you're sad or ignore that you're happy. That's not what I'm saying. Hear me, hear me clearly. What I'm saying is, truth is the word of God. God is truth. Your feelings are not where you get your truth. Your feelings accompany things. You cry when someone yells at you. Or your, I don't know, your feelings are hurt if someone gossips about you. Maybe. And then you come to the truth where you say, well, wait a minute. Who cares? I move on. What they say doesn't matter. What God says does. See how the emotions just got taken to the curb? See how that happened? Because my emotions are not the truth. The word of God is the truth. Mary and Martha were in their emotions, okay? They were sad. And maybe I would have been the same way. Maybe you would have been the same way. Your brother just died. Jesus said he loves you. Jesus loves you, but he didn't come. He could have kept him from dying. He didn't come. Let's read on. Let's see what happens here. Let's listen to the story, okay? Now, oh, where are we here? Okay. We're in verse 11, and it says, These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Sleepeth, But I go, that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he is asleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spoke of his, spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking of rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us us go unto him. Now I want to teach you something right here. The Lord God is going to use situations in your life where he does things in his timing that they're going to teach you because he did it in his time. You're going to learn and God's going to be glorified and you're going to be mature, more mature in your walk because he says, I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent ye may believe. There it is right there. I want to encourage you. Read the rest of this scripture. We're going to end right here. Okay. Okay. I want you to read the rest of this scripture. And I want you to hear what the Lord God is saying to your heart. You can trust him. He loves you. He has you in the palm of his hands. He counted the hairs on your head. Maybe you have hair down to the middle of your back. He counted it. Maybe you have hair that's short and spiky. He counted it. Maybe you have hair that's mid-length. He counted it. Shoulder length. He counted it. Foot length. He counted it. In a bun. You get the point. He counted it. And why is that important? Because it just means how many hairs do we have on our head? We don't even know. I don't know how many hairs are on my head. I have no idea. My little niece whom I adored, my daughter whom I adored when I touched their hair or played in their little hair, I don't know how many hairs were on their head. You don't know how many hairs are on your children's head. If you do, you're the minority in the group. Most people never count, the, I've never met anyone who counted the number of hairs on their child's head. I've never met anyone who's done that. Maybe there are people out there like that, but my point is this: the Lord. And actually, I'm not even going to say that there are. No, I doubt it. God is faithful. He loves us so much. He carries you in His arms. He loves you. He will never ever leave or forsake you. Everything He does is to be glorified, and in His and as He is glorified, you are blessed. He brought Lazarus back to life. Lazarus was in the grave four days. He was already, I believe, rigor mortis is already set in. I don't know when it starts. I'm not a you know, a doctor or anything like that, but I believe it sets in within hours. He was already, his body was already stiff. He, was, he stunk. It said he stinketh. And the Lord brought him back to life. I'm going to tell you something about your situation right now that you're going through. You're probably saying to yourself, my situation stinketh. It's dead. You're thinking whatever that thing is that was going on in your life, man, it's dead. Nobody can bring it back to life. Man, that thing is gone. And I am just feeling so bad about it because I wish that the Lord would have taken, taken care of this thing. I mean, he could have done it. He could have done it if he really wanted to. Let me tell you something. God chose not to do it for a reason. Just like Jesus didn't do that thing. He didn't bring Lazarus back to life for a reason that the people may believe. Believe what was the purpose of them believing that they would have faith our faith is so important see God cares about the whole man the whole woman he looks at the heart I want you to be encouraged that he's watching you he has not turned away from you he loves you wholeheartedly even today as you listen to this message today be encouraged that the Lord God is with you if you love him If you serve him, if you call on him, he will answer. If you ask, you will receive. If you seek him, you're going to find him. He didn't hide from you. He's not gone somewhere else. He's right there with you. So stop saying, I feel like God left, and look to the truth and understand that he didn't. The word said it, and you can trust it. Why did we go through all these scriptures? So that it would give you strength. So you would be strong and of a good courage. You can do this. You can continue walking in the word of God. You can continue walking in this life. And I don't say you can do it like you can do anything you put your mind to. Listen, you can do anything God wants you to do. And whatever he wants you to do will be for his glory. Because again, we're to surrender our will to his will. Remember? And his will is amazing. His will is greater than you can imagine. Do you think Joshua, the son of Nun, thought he would take out all of those kings and those lands and be victorious out of all of them? I guarantee he never thought that until the Lord told him. If the Lord told him before then, then that's when he thought that. But Joshua, son of Nun, he was just a servant to Moses. And you, my friend, God is going to use you mightily. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Give your heart over to Him, and He'll do it every single time. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, and we're going to stand. For those of you here today, I'm going to pick up my cell phone so that I can continue recording the podcast. This is the time where every, at the end of every sermon, at the end of every service, let me back up so you can see my face. This is a chance for you to come back to the Lord or to come to the Lord for the first time or to give your life again to him. Maybe you've been, you know, maybe you served him before and you turned away from him. You got discouraged and you thought, what is the point? Maybe you've been serving him and lately you felt a bit discouraged and you felt like, Oh my gosh, nothing's going my way. Nothing's going right. Where is God? Or maybe you've been living this life and you've been going through some serious hardships and you've been saying, you know, I just want some peace. Where is this love everybody talks about? Well, you've come to the right place here today because God is love. And he sent his son to die on the cross for you, that your sins might be forgiven, that you would have an eternity within and that your life, your eternal life begins now. Why is that important? Because you walk in victory now. He's with you now. You don't have to wait until you go to heaven for him to be with you. He will be with you now. We're going to pray. And I want you to say this. Believe it in your heart. And say it out of your mouth. Confess it out of your mouth. And the Lord God is faithful. All you've got to do is say it and believe it. He will do it just like he says. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father. I thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me. Jesus, I know that I have nothing without you. And I believe that you are the son of God and you died on the cross for my sins and you shed your blood seven times so that my sins would be forgiven. Jesus, will you come and live in my heart? Jesus, I'm so sorry for all my sin that I've committed against you. Will you forgive me, Lord Jesus? I ask you right now to wash me with your blood. Cleanse me with your blood. Wash all of the filth away out of my life. Come live in my heart. I give you my heart today. I give it to you and I choose to live for you starting right now and for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. The Lord is with you if you have asked him to come and live in your heart today, or you have rededicated your life today, bravo. Welcome. God is faithful. He loves you, friends. This is just about the end here today. I'm so excited. I want you to tell somebody what you've done here today, and we're going to be praying for you, okay? We're going to be praying for you. You can send me an email if you've made that confession today, if you've giving your life back over to the Lord Jesus Christ, again, or for the first time, or the second time, or the third time. Listen, He will always answer when you call Him. I want you to send me an email and tell me, because I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. My email address is Outlook.com. You can send prayer requests there as well, and I'll be happy to pray for you. Personally, the Lord is so faithful. So for those of you Who would like to listen to the podcast? Remember, I've got my cell phone here. The podcast is going. You can go to anchor.fm and you can listen to the podcast. It's going to be uploaded shortly. You could also go to my Facebook page where the video is going to be played. If you're watching it, you might be watching it right now on Facebook. Or you might be on my YouTube page or my YouTube channel, excuse me, watching it there, Michelle Donatty Ministries. In addition to that, every single day broadcast at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I have been reading the Word of God with anyone, anyone, with all the saints who want to hear the Word of God. So I encourage you to go there every day. You can go to anchor.fm, Michelle Donatian Ministries, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay? And it is there, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also download the Anchor app and listen to it that way if you want. We're on a couple of different places, and I think, let me see if I can, I've got that here. let me see if I've got that right in front of me, you can see us, you can find us on anchor.fm, you can go to Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and really anywhere that podcasts are played. But I want to thank you so much for joining me. May God be with you. Don't forget, you can go to my website, micheldonatian.com, to be inspired, to be encouraged, really, with the Word of God. You can also go to my Instagram page or my Twitter page. It's under Michelle Donatian or Michelle and be encouraged there. If you listen to this and you enjoyed this message, share it with someone else. Listen to it with your kids. Listen to it with your spouse, with your wife, with your husband. I love you. God bless you.